Hey, thanks for joining us for worship here at Trinity Online. My name is Mike, and I'm the site pastor for our South Naperville location. And I get the honor of spending some time with you in God's Word today. We're in the second week of our series called The Being Challenge, named after the book that our great friend Zach Zender wrote that helps us understand the habits of Jesus. And the reason this is important to us is really right here at Trinity, we value looking, living, and loving more like Jesus. And so we're going to talk today about why that is, where that comes from, and how the being challenge is going to help us to look, live, and love more like Jesus. It's very important for us here at Trinity. So let's start with some scripture. From Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 29, the scripture says this. It says, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. Now, that's where we get all this looking, living, and loving more like Jesus stuff from. The idea is this. God has always known us by name. He's known each individual one of us. And through his son, Jesus, he intends to lead us into what Jesus called an abundant life. And the way to do that is for us to follow Jesus and to get to know him, to get to know him personally and corporately as a church body. And we believe the best way to do that in fact, it's through a small group, a small group of believers who can explore together what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. Now, here's the thing. When Jesus calls us and sets us apart to follow him, it's in a very specific way. The scripture goes on in Romans 8 and verse 30 and says this, those he predestined or knew beforehand, he also called. So he calls us and sets us apart by name. We are chosen in this way for a purpose. Now think about yourself in those terms. You were actually chosen by God and set apart for a purpose in following Jesus. That purpose is to be made right with God. So any sin in your life, the sin including that which you've done, thought and said, and the sin that you were conceived in from the very beginning of your life, all that has been dealt with and put away by the work of Jesus on the cross and his conquering death by rising from the grave. So you were justified in the eyes of God and made right before him a righteous and holy God. And as such, God doesn't leave you there. He takes his great glory, his, uh, his power, his uh, love, his holiness, his vision, his creative ability. He takes all that and he funnels it together through the package of his glory in and through your life to other people. So the intention is, as we become more and more like Jesus, looking, living, and loving, these things happen in our life. We are not only called and set apart by name, we're made right with God, and that is said and done and over with. And from that part forward, where we are justified before God, he leads us into a brand new life where his glory comes in us and through us into the world around us. So this following of Jesus is a qualified thing. It's qualified by the fact that Christ did all the work on the cross and still does the work to this day. So you and I, we are participating in the work of Jesus by becoming more like him. But then the question remains, how do I look like somebody? How do I live and love like somebody who sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty is not right here in front of me. We're going to talk about that in detail today. You know, one of my favorite bands from the years I was growing up is Journey. And you can see a picture of them here from the early 80s, late 70s era. 
That's when their popularity just exploded. And the lyrics from this band that just explodes on the stage through the voice of Steve Perry is unforgettable. I can still hear that voice in my head, even though, as Journey, they've experienced some ups and downs and some changes in personnel. In fact, in the late 80s, Steve Perry left the band, and he came back for a brief time, and then he left the band again. The band has been known as Journey for many, many years in their iconic songs, and you know what they are, Open Arms, Faithfully, all those great songs, Don't Stop Believing. You know, those songs are iconic. They belong to Journey. The Journey has changed over the years since the loss of Steve Perry. Now, what happened was the band was faced with a number of decisions as Steve Perry exited the scene. They could either do this. They could just quit and become a different band and let those songs go and start over. Or they could try to recruit a singer from a tribute band. If you don't know what a tribute band is, basically a copy band that copies all the music and the looks and and all the moves on stage and, and performs in that way, but is not the original band. Obviously, they're a copy. They could take a singer, recruit them from a tribute band, or they could simply just close the doors and give up. Now, Journey was not going to give up, and they were at a point where they didn't want to change and become a different band. But they were, after cycling through a couple of vocalists who just really weren't a good fit for that lead singer role, they were kind of desperate and in a position of looking at tribute bands to maybe recruit that lead singer from there. And then they come across Arnell Pineda. Arnell Pineda, with his rock and roll look right here, was a working rock and roll artist in the Philippines. He was a singer, guitar player, played with a cover band and also wrote originals and performed those as well. He had a music career in his own right. And in fact, when he was recording on stage at one point, somebody was recording video of him and asked his permission to post it to YouTube, which was a fairly new thing at that time. He gave the permission knowing that, you know, he didn't really know what was gonna happen to that video. Well, it so happens Neil Sean, the lead guitarist for Journey, saw that video and contacted this friend who had posted Arnell's video. And when that happened, uh, Neil Sean wanted to audition Arnell for the band. And yet when Arnell was approached by his friend with this idea, Arnell thought, you know, this is a hoax. This guy's trying to scam me. So he blew off Neil Sean of Journey. It blows my mind, but I kind of understand where he was coming from. But in fact, Neil Sean was persistent in pursuing Arnell. And when he did, he actually got a meeting with him and flew him out to LA and auditioned him. It found that Arnell could sing all of Steve Perry's style and lyrics almost exactly the way that he did. So in Journey's mind, they had recruited not just kind of a fill-in for Steve Perry, but a new band member, somebody who could come in and knew the lyrics and knew the style well enough where he could just fit right in and perform. So they hired Arnell and Arnell's disposition toward Neil Sean changed, where all of a sudden now his dreams are coming true. But what's important for the history of Journey and for Journey fans is that we understand that Arnell is not just a placeholder for Steve Perry. Now, the band still kind of holds out, you know, a, a distant hope that maybe someday Steve Perry will rejoin them. But Steve Perry's not really indicated much of an interest in doing that. He's sort of moved on. Arnell is the guy. And so Arnell is in the band, and as he is a part of the band now, Journey performs all over the world and records new material, and 
and enjoys that experience with Arnell instead of with Steve. They've moved on, but they still retain that name that is iconic that goes into the ages of rock and roll history and that of Journey. In fact, Arnell today has uh, gained some ink. He's got some more tattoos. He's lost some hair. His image has changed. He's a little over 50 years old. He's still singing, belting out all these tunes, and the fans love him. One thing I love about this idea of Journey and Arnell is it causes me to stop and question for just a moment. Am I in the band? Now think about this for a second as we follow Jesus. We're in the church. We have worship services. We have small groups. We meet and we study scripture together. We're doing all kinds of things that Christianity has said we should do. But the question becomes, are we in the band? Am I in the band the same way Arnell is in Journey? Or am I simply a tribute singer? Am I somebody waiting in the wings? Now let's qualify these questions and deepen them just a little bit more. Am I in the band? Are you in the band living the life that Jesus has shown us how to live? Are we there? I would confess to you that I'm not 100% there. I don't even know what the percentage is of how far along I'm there living the life that Jesus has called me to, to look, look, live, and love more like him. But I know that his grace covers me and that he intends to grow me into that life. Now, maybe you feel the same way. The questions become for all of us like this. Are we in another band here at Trinity trying to be something else and and avoiding the life that Jesus has called to? In other words, are we trying to be a religious organization without understanding and choosing to follow the habits that Jesus himself follows in the scripture? Are we trying to be a religious organization and avoiding being the church? Or are we trying to be like the church, the true church, following Jesus and simply pretending the life? Now, I've done this before. Maybe you have, too. We've gone through the motions where the things that Christ has called us to practice in our life as a follower of his just kind of become rote and spiritually dead. And Jesus doesn't want that spiritual death. He has come to give us spiritual life. And so that question remains, are we pretending the life? And then lastly, Are we on the sidelines watching other people grow? Now, this is a huge one. In an age where the church is tempted to consumerism, to simply come and get stuff out of church instead of being the body of Christ together and being a conduit through which God sends his glory into the world. Are we simply sitting on the sidelines and watching others participate, following Jesus into this glory of God? Well, my friend, the good news is if you find yourself answering yes to any of these questions in the bottom three, along with me, our God God and, and the grace that comes with him covers us in that and doesn't leave us where we are in that. Now, let's get that. God's grace covers us and covers our sin and our faults and our failures, but doesn't leave us where we are. God's grace and his glory that it comes from is intended to work in us and through us, change us, mold us and shape us to be more like Jesus. And that really is the crux and the point of the habits that we're about to practice together over these 40 days of the being challenge. We're going to begin to look, live and love more like Jesus and find ourselves in the band, just like Arnell did. And just like today, he still does. It really comes down to that. 
spending time with Jesus is qualified by the idea of following him into what he does. Spending time with Jesus is qualified by the idea of doing what he does and following him in his habits. Now look at this scripture that sort of opens up this idea for us. Before you start to feel the weight of responsibility, let's feel it in this way. Look at Matthew chapter 11, and this is in the message version. We love this version. We took this cue right from Zach and the being challenge. The scripture says from the words of Jesus, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Now look, watch how I do it. That's the key. We watch how Jesus does it. And then here, this is really the point. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Now, what does that mean? It means our faith is not forced upon us and our faith is not forced upon others. Our faith is the good news that Christ came to save us. Not only did he call us, he justified us and he is glorifying us by glorifying himself through us. And that glory that we have in us is meant to be shared with others so that others may see the true glory of God. Now look at what the scripture says. Jesus says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. My friend, do you feel like you are living freely and lightly these days? On the tail end, hopefully, please God, of COVID, do we feel like we are living freely and lightly? Specifically when it comes to our spirituality, to our faith, Do we feel like the burden of sin and the burden of a previous life and the burden of a performance before God to try to earn his favor has truly been removed from our repertoire? Are we playing a different song, a song that is free and light, one that is an unforced series of rhythms of grace? Let that sink in as we get ready to start these challenges together. Now, let's take a look at kind of where the challenges are going to lead us. We know the idea of habit. Habit is something that you practice until it just becomes, you know, like muscle memory, something automatic in you. But a keystone habit in particular, something that we're going to take a little bit deeper dive into as we study the life of Jesus, a keystone habit takes a habit and has effects, a positive effect into other aspects of life. So one example Zach gives us in his book, Being Challenge, is the idea that people who exercise regularly spend less on their credit cards. Now, how could there be a connection between those two? Well, the idea might be that if you're exercising regularly, the results you're looking for in being healthier, stronger, or whatever it might be, are longer-term results. You're not planning to see those results the next day, and if you are, you're gonna be disappointed, right? Because that's a long-term effect. And with credit cards, really the thing that makes a credit card work in some circumstances while shopping is the instant gratification thereof. So if you choose not to buy something on your credit card and instead save your money and spend that money when it's saved, you're delaying gratification, very similarly to working out. This is the nature of a keystone habit. It's a habit that goes beyond the habit itself and has a positive effect in another area of your life. Jesus practices these keystone habits. These are the ones that we're going to explore together. 
Now, in particular, we're going to get into five keystone habits. And as you get into the book, The Being Challenge, with a small group, you're going to see these challenges kind of vacillate around, circulate around each of these five keystone habits. The first one is embracing community, being together in community with others, accepting it, seeing its value and making time for it. The second one is studying scripture, being in the word on a regular basis. You're going to hear us say that a lot here at Trinity. And the reason is we mean it, number one, but number two, we depend on it. We depend on God's word. And so having a rhythm around that is going to be really important. Third is prioritizing prayer. Not only walking around through the day, praying ceaselessly like the scripture calls us to in Thessalonians, but also spending some time set apart just for prayer, even if it's a few minutes a day. Setting that time apart is a rhythm that Jesus practiced and I would suggest still does. Now, along with that comes seeking solitude, being by yourself and taking some time alone to be with God and to spend time with God that is uninterrupted. These days, it's hard to do that with the way we're connected. However, it can be done with the right amount of planning, and it doesn't have to be all day. It can literally be a few minutes a day, and we're going to learn the power of that habit as Jesus practiced it. And then lastly, we're going to take a look at choosing church, being in church and being in worship as a priority in life, not as an option in life, but as something that we absolutely need and depend on and thrive in and through. This is how the glory of God passes through Christ, through us, and out into the world. This is how we participate in that abundant life, how we are conformed to the likeness of God's Son. Well, we've been talking a little bit about Arnell and Journey. You should know Arnell didn't approach Journey to ask to be in the band. In fact, the band, Neil Sean, their guitarist, approached Arnell and asked him to come. And at first, as I said, Arnell looked at it as a, you know, as a scam, as something he couldn't believe in. But in fact, Neil proved himself to be true, and Arnell is now the lead singer of Journey. But there's something to learn from Arnell's habits back over in the Philippines before the days of Journey. He was a practicing musician then. He played guitar and he sang with a band, played cover songs, and wrote some songs of his own. He practiced the habits of a successful world-class musician before becoming one. He practiced those habits because the habits brought him the joy of being able to share his music with the world. Now, at the time, he was sharing it with the world in the Philippines. He had no idea that a day was coming when he would share his music with the literal world, and he's doing that today. What got him there was a love of that music, that song, and the habits that make that song happen. For example, he learned how to tune and play guitar. He learned how to warm up and sustain vocal performance. He learned how to memorize lyrics. He learned how to connect with an audience. These habits that take some effort on a person's part, he embraced, and it was not because he had to. It's because of the joy of what he was about to experience. The music shared with the community, the people who love to hear it. Now think about that being in our band, the band that is headed by Jesus. We are in that band. We're going to be in it. We're not going to sit on the sidelines. We're not going to be in a false band, a fake band, a tribute band. We're not going to change who we are. We are the people of God, saved by grace through faith 
And we were called for a purpose. We're made right with God. And we experience the glory of God as it comes into us and through us. Now, specifically in the habits and the thoughts, words, and deeds of our Jesus. Would you join me and pray? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us this music to share, this word of God, and a leader we can follow, this lead singer, Jesus. These habits that he practices, these keystone habits, help us, God, to see the value in them as we dive into these 40 days of challenges. God, we ask that your glory would descend, that it would come through each one of us, and that we would be a part of what you're doing in the world in such an amazing way that not only will our lives change, but the lives of those around us you have set in our path. We look to you for all good things, God, and you're the creator of them. We love you and thank you and worship you, and thank you for this opportunity. In your name we pray, and together we say amen and amen.